We want to thank you for joining us at Cowboy Junction Church today. As you hear this message, we pray that your faith will grow and you'll be both encouraged and challenged. If you enjoy what's happening at Cowboy Junction, it would really help us out a lot if you would subscribe, rate, review, and share this online. You can also help us reach others by partnering with us financially. You can easily give a one-time gift or set up a recurring gift at cowboyjunctionchurch.com gift. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey, Cowboy Junction, welcome to the fifth installment of our online campus. We are having a blast. I hope you are. I want to tell you what today's about. You ready? There is a battle in your mind right now. And if you're ready to learn about this and grow in it and see what God has to say about it, let's dive into it. Okay, so we're going to go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. I know we've read it before, but we're gonna, this is going to be a kickoff scripture. So if you would, turn there, turn your Bibles, do whatever you want to do. You're going to see it show up on the bottom of your screen. Let's read it together. Here's what it says. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Let's pray real quick. Father, we love you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would go through all time and space and right now anoint our living rooms, anoint our ears to hear. Father, I pray that you, we would take a time to invest these next few minutes into the coaching we need to be the people that you've called us to be. Father, I pray for a special anointing as I teach today. This has just been so encouraging in my heart to get to speak truth. Use me. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, everybody turn to somebody that you're with right now and say, come on, let's get our peace on. Let's get our peace on. We need our peace. And that's what we're going to talk about because here there's a special thing in the middle of this Philippians that we read, the peace of God. It, it surpasses all understanding. It's so difficult to explain it to other people who just don't get it. But guys, listen to me. You wouldn't be tuning in today if you weren't desiring the great things that God has for you. It can be on all different journeys in your pursuit of knowing who God is and his plan for your life. But the fact is, is that every one of us rely on his peace daily. Why is that such a big deal? Because in today's day and age and where we're at right now, we've never had to rely on God's peace more than where we're at right now. And we know this because if you're like me, your thoughts have ran away from you in the last couple of weeks like never before. And my thoughts doing a runaway have really been driven by fear. Now, listen, I'm not panicking or anything like that. And if you're in the room and you're rolling your eyes and you go, I'm having a great time, come on. There's been some point as a pastor, I, I, I just, I sense, I see there's conversations that sometimes the news can freak you out. Sometimes the uncertainty of everything. You, you just feel like you're sitting out in the middle of a field and you know a storm's coming, but you're wondering if it's ever gonna hit. And you're, you, there's so much uncertainty. How bad is it gonna be? Is there gonna be wind? Is there gonna be rain? Is there gonna be hail? Is there gonna be tornado? And you, it's just uncertainty. So you don't know if you should run for shelter. You don't know if you should get in your car. You don't know if you should sit here and take pictures of it. But there's this uncertainty. And what can happen in the middle of this uncertainty is fear can get a hold of you and take you on a runaway thought pattern that can really affect your faith if you're not careful. Now, if you're watching this for the very first time, and maybe you're, you, you, you know a little bit about God, but you're just tuning in because somebody invited you because they just felt like you needed to be in today's message, let me encourage you. 
that if you begin to hear a essential theme in this, to trust the Lord. It's not by accident. That's what we're trying to get you at. But we're fully aware that there are people watching right now who have no faith in God. We're just glad you're here. But one of the things I want to begin to to coach on you and, and, and maybe just encourage you to think about, what would life look like if, if you begin to think about the possibility of a God who has it all under control, even in the midst of all uncertainty. And, and to talk to you about a God who's kind of prepared us about for everything, let me tell you really something cool about your thoughts, your brain. Your brain is actually responding to all the different stuff that comes in. There is a thing in your brain called amygdala, okay? And this little acorn amygdala that just sits in your brain, it just sits there. It's so tiny, it's so small, but it has a big impact on your life. It is the very thing that screams danger in the middle of the night when something creaks or pops. This amygdala, this amygdala is the very thing that can save your life in trouble. And maybe lately your amygdala has just absolutely blown off the charts lately. Mine has. In fact, let me just tell you, mine did the other day. I went down to check my heifers, drove out into the pasture, got out there and heard a noise that I knew all too well. And then everybody knows what I'm talking about, don't you? And it was a rattlesnake. But it wasn't just a rattlesnake. It was the biggest rattlesnake I personally have ever seen in my entire life. He was five and a half foot long. No joke. He really was. The middle part of him was this big around. He was huge, monstrous. And he was sitting up in the pasture just like this. Just his tail just going like this. I was ter- terrified. My amygdala was going nuts saying, run, run. And I was inside the truck with my window up. And it's still yelling, run, run. I'll tell you how much it messed with me. I pulled out my pistol. And you know what's funny? All the animal lovers out there. Uh, how come it is you never get mad when somebody shoots a rattlesnake? Hmm. Yeah, that's, a, that's another sermon right there. Anyway, I pulled out my pistol. And I, I, my amygdala is, amygdala is going nuts. And I emptied an entire pistol and didn't even hit this rattlesnake one time. And he slithered off. And there's a five and a half foot rattlesnake in Lee County and he's, he's not dead because it's my fault. Anyway, I tell you that because your amygdala can save your life. It really can. But it can also take control if you don't teach it and control it and tell it what to think. And the part of your brain that controls the amygdala is called your frontal cortex. And the frontal cortex and how God made you. He gave you something that can save your life, but he also gave you something that brings balance. And the frontal cortex of your brain is the thing that brings logic. It's actually a God-given gift. Have a portion of your brain say, stop. You're inside your truck. The windows are up and he is 12 feet away. There is no chance the snake can get you. Calm down breathe. It doesn't matter. You don't have any more bullets. Just appreciate him. Love God's creatures, etc., etc. Um, this frontal cortex actually causes you to look at things differently. Isn't it interesting that scripture doesn't ever tell us 
to panic. Nowhere in scripture does it say, God says, dang, I never saw this one coming. But all throughout scripture, it says, be prepared, always. And it's your amygdala saying, we gotta get ready, we gotta get ready. But it's your frontal cortex that says, but in all things we have to trust in the Lord. It's good to talk to him about what's going on. And this will be, bring the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Nowhere in scripture does it say to panic. In fact, when did you ever see Jesus say, hey guys, let your heart be troubled? Never said that. Nowhere in scripture did the angels say, hello, it's time for everyone to freak out and panic. Nowhere. And, and what part of be anxious did it stop there? He says, be anxious for nothing, but through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests be made known to God. See, I believe that not only does, does prayer move the heart of God, but I believe that prayer also changes the chemistry of your brain. Yeah. In fact, I'm not the only one who believes this. One of Heather's favorite doctors who's written so many books, and in this time that we're in of quarantine, she's a good one to know. Her name is Dr. Caroline Leaf. And Dr. Caroline Leaf has written so many books about how the brain works and how to reprogram your brain. And one of the best books you can read on, that she wrote is called Switch on Your Brain. And in it, she says this, it has been found that 12 minutes of daily focused prayer over eight weeks can change the brain so much that it can be measured on a brain scan. That's how much prayer can change the process of how our brain handles stuff. And maybe you need to experience that right now. See, sometimes we can have this brain hijack to where it just takes over our entire thoughts and we start worrying. Recently, I found a definition for worry that I'd like to share with you. It's gonna pop up on the screen. It says this, worry is the sin of distrusting the power and the promises of God. Ooh, man, I thought that was so good the first time I heard it. And it's true. When we worry, we are distrusting the power and the promises that God has given us. And when we let our brain run wild, we're not focusing on the truth and the peace that he can give us. In Romans chapter eight, verse five, it says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. We have got to learn how to take our thoughts captive. Yeah. So today, there's a reason why I'm talking to you about this. My introduction has kind of got rolling, but as your pastor, I want you to know that we have an opportunity to really step into the knowledge and the understanding that we can take our thoughts captive and we can begin to step into some of the promises and truth that we can find in Scripture. Last week, 
we talked about the resurrection of Christ. This week, we're going to step into the revelation that we find in the resurrection of Christ. And some of that revelation is us understanding that we don't have to be slaves to the thoughts and the fears that come inside of our head. In fact, let me show you one of my favorite scriptures. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6, it says this, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he will care for you. And this is one of those scripture memories that we've got to get in our head and we've got to get in our heart. And I love the breakdown as we think about first, it's humility. It's submitting our lives to the authority of God and not to the authority of worry and fear under his mighty right hand. And maybe if you're in this room, in this place, and you're like, I've never heard this before. What if we began to humble ourselves before the Lord and allow him to coach on us? And in the end, this will actually exalt us and make us better at being a person. Casting all our cares upon him, for he cares on you. A long time ago, I had one of my great mentors turn to me and say this statement, Ty, never waste a good crisis. Come on, think about that. He was a great pastor and he was so smart, but he handled things in such a cool way. And he said, never waste a good crisis. And the first time I heard it, I thought, how can a crisis be a good thing? But he he told me this, there's such a thing as crisis creating clarity. And I truly believe that. Crisis always seems to create clarity. There ain't anything like a good crisis to bring about a whole lot of clarity. And you see things in a completely different way. And, and that's so important that I wanted to share with you today. And one of the things that I see a lot is we have great big worries and we tend to have a little bitty God. In fact, we tend to get all wrapped up with the worries that we have and the fears that we have and the anxieties that we have. And we, in a crisis, realize that sometimes we make our worries way bigger than the God that we serve. And the only remedy for this kind of living is we've got to learn how to make our God bigger than the worries that we have. And this is what faith is is when we don't be ruled by the worries that can come into our head, but we remember who God is. And there isn't anything better than a good old crisis to bring some clarity in our life. And one of the first things we experience in a crisis is the understanding of just how little we can be. Really, honestly, there's things out of your controls. When things are great and things are wonderful, we got this, God. We can take care of this. But is there anything like a crisis that can really wake you up to realize we need a big God. And the second thing I want to show you is when we get to the point to where we can trust God, we, we tend to get a little bit of our worries and we give it to him. And we get some of our worries and we give it to him and we wait for him to do something. And if he doesn't do it, and if it's not fast enough, we take it all back and we, get, we just carry it ourselves, And that can't happen. Let me show you. There's a point in our life to where not only do we give God our worries, but you've got to learn how to give God your life. 
And when we give God our life and we put our life in God's hands, you find that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your life through Christ Jesus. Recently, I got on Instagram and I asked for help in today's message. I know that a lot of people saw it. I just simply got on and said, hey guys, I'm gonna be preaching today about truth. I'm gonna be preaching today about worries and anxieties. And, and, and I just wanna turn to you and ask for your help. Now, there was 130 people who liked my video. I got all kinds of likes, okay? In fact, CG came in the, the office today and she goes, hey, how many people responded to your video? And I said, zero. I got 130 likes and nobody put any of the things they were feeling, thinking, and it kind of bummed me, to tell you the truth. You guys, what's up with that? Y'all got to help me more. That's why this message stinks so bad, because you're, you didn't help me out. No, I'm joking. I know it's good. God's awesome. He always gives it to me. Anyway, I just asked CG, why do you think nobody responds when you ask for help with things when it comes to tell us what you're thinking, tell us what you're feeling? Chris came in the office and he heard also what happened. And both of them had two things they had to say about why nobody responded to my request for sharing with me your feelings and your thoughts and your questions during this time that we're in right now. CG said, sometimes in a small town and sometimes with people, we tend to think that everybody else is gonna answer and so I won't answer. Or everybody else is gonna give a reason and I... I don't think he's talking to me. And you gotta realize, you are the most important person on the planet to me right now. I'm talking to you. And what you're feeling and thinking matter greatly to me. Second thing is, Chris jumped in and said, I think nobody wants to share that they're scared. If they shared what they're feeling, if they shared what they're thinking, then somebody would then know that they don't have it all together. So we sat down as a staff. And the funny thing is, is nobody responded to my Instagram video, but our staff has been having all kinds of conversations with people calling in saying, hey, Jeff, I need your help. This is going on and, and I'm just a little worried. Or Chris, hey, man, this is what's going on, or CG, or Clay, and I just thought I'd bring some of these things up. Because these are the thoughts, and the reason why I'm bringing them up, and we're gonna wrap this up right here. I love optimism. I love people who are positive. I love people who are encouraging. But you know what I love more? <clears throat> I love people who can just tell you the truth. Don't tell me about things that aren't real. Tell me where we're at. Tell me what's going on. And I can trust my God to be big enough to know that wherever I have to start, we're going to get to a finish line, even if we have to start at the very, very back of the line. My God is that big. And so let's be honest. We've had a lot of people turn to us and ask some questions. And it's come through phone calls and different conversations. And one thing that keeps coming up is, Ty, pastors, Cowboy Junction, it just seems like the world is changing so much and so fast. Is the world ever gonna be the same? 
And the answer to that question is probably not. And it's good you talk about it. And it's good we talk about it. And it's good we get it out there. And what are you going to do? Worry about it? Or are you going to realize that the world is not going to be the same after this, but it doesn't mean your God changes? Yeah. And I think you have to realize that we're not going back to the old way. We're not going back to the way life used to be. Remember 9-11 when 9-11 took place and travel changed so much? This is on a whole nother level. Our world is changing. And you can see this as the saddest day of your life or you can see that every time change takes place, God always brings new opportunities. With this, a lot of people have stepped up and said, hey, what if I lose my job? Maybe you're watching this and you've lost your job. Do you realize that worry will tell you what you don't have? But when we put our trust in God, you begin to see, okay, God's got something else for me. And seriously, he does. In fact, I want to just turn to everybody that might be facing losing your job and might have possibly lost your job. And the truth is, you're in a tough spot right now. But I want to remind you of something else. Number one, you're a smart cookie. You're very intelligent. You know how to learn things quick. There's no dust on your shoulders. You're very good at picking stuff up. And you're a very smart individual. Second thing I want you to realize, you're very talented. There's some giftings you have that God himself gave you. And your talents will introduce yourself to some very important people. Don't ever underestimate the talents that God gave you. Another one, you're a hard worker. Some people sit around, but people have noticed how hard working you are. If it's, if it's something that you got to do, you don't mind doing that. And that's what separates you from other people. Another one, you're honest and your values are clear. And people see value in you because of the values you have as you walk as a believer in Christ. And the last one, I just thought I'd throw this out there. You adjust quickly. And you have the giftings and the ability to adjust quickly. And when we take our thoughts captive and realize we know the truth, that our world is changing, but we got more going for us than our worry wants to tell us we do. And all of a sudden we can go and start being the people God wants us to be. Another question that we get a lot of is, Ty, what if I haven't prepared at all for where I'm at? Actually, let's go back to one of the points today. There ain't nothing like a crisis that can bring clarity in your life. And right now, in this crisis you're at, you may want to look around and say, I will never, ever be here again. Now, that may not help you where you're at. But God will meet your needs. We want to help. Everything's going to be taken care of. But you may leave this crisis with a whole new set of life goals that you never thought about while you were living in uh, really an opportunity uh, driven, uh, uh, I guess, prosperity place all around you. When things got yanked out from underneath you, now you're thinking, how cool would it be to actually have our house paid for? How cool would it be to have three to six months set back in our savings? How cool would it be for us to take advantage of some things that we had back then? And you now, through this clarity through crisis, have an opportunity to look at some things that you 
would value now more than the stuff you used to value. You're actually at a really good place that God is trying to show you. Hey, you're actually in a season and you've got to look at where you're at and ask, is it time for me to prune? Is it time for me to plant? Is it time for me to till? Or is it time for me to harvest? And if you take advantage of where you're at right now, some of the promises you make yourself right now, I will never be here again, but I want to be there, will happen if you let them. The last and final thing, and I think this has a lot to do with today, is maybe through this crisis, it's brought a clarity of you're not as close to God as you thought you were. Maybe you're retired. You're older, you're very successful, but you look around at how your kids and grandkids are going to handle the next several years and decades in this new world. And it scares you. And you wish you'd have told your kids more. You wish you'd have known more to teach them. It's not too late. It's not too late right now for you to put your trust in the Lord and to simply humble yourself under his mighty hand and to see the clarity that he can bring. Maybe you're in this place today and it's just all too real that this crisis has caused you to recognize you weren't as close to him as you thought you were. You're actually at a really awesome spot a spot to where you can recognize you need to lean in to his relationship right now. Crisis always brings clarity. And I tell you what it will bring. Once we come to a place of understanding how we need to put our life in God, the peace of, uh, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. And you will see something take place that very few people ever do. A relationship is built with the God that's been wanting to have one with you for a very long time. We're going to go to a worship song. And Abby's going to lead us into a song that has a lot to do with what I just talked about. But here's what I want you to do. Don't be like the internet folks on the Instagram who didn't respond. They just thought everybody else would. I'm not talking to anybody else but you right now. You are the most important person on the planet to me. Has God got your attention? And if so, what if? you took one step closer to a relationship with him. Let me tell you how we're going to do it. I would just like for you to look up on the screen and it says text to CJ Next Steps. Text, text CJ Next Steps to 97,000. So 97,000. And then put on there CJ Next Steps. Hit send. There's going to be a response that comes back to you. And it's going to ask you, what do you want to do? Would you like to accept Christ as your Savior? rededicate your life. It's going to ask you other questions like volunteer and stuff like that. But these are the two things I want you to look at right now. 
through this time, you can respond. This is a brand new way. How, how weird, how different, but this is the new response. Don't miss this moment. Just simply pull out your phone. Do it because you know you have to. To 97,000, CJ Next Steps, and hit send. During this worship song, I want you to think about a prayer. I want you to think about opening your heart up to God's plan for your life. We're going to sing this song. And in it, I want you to just open your life up to the peace of God that passes all understanding.